Welcome to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern, the radio show for entrepreneurs and business owners, leaders, and dreamers. Learn more at newsradioklbj.com and onemanbrandradio.com. Now, here's Ray. Yes, indeed. We are back. One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ, the voice of the entrepreneur. We're here Saturday morning, 6 a.m. Thanks for spending a little time with us. We've hit our stride in terms of getting what I believe are better and better interviews and more of them with with each passing uh, week. It seems like uh, this week alone, I did four interviews in two days and all of them great interviews. And we're just having a ton of fun. And I'm really happy to welcome my old friend Kevin Turf to the show this morning. Kevin, welcome to One Man Brand Radio. Ray, it is great to see you. Kevin, you're a big part of my radio story and radio is a big part of my story. So I'm I'm so uh, proud of your career. Thank you so much. Well, We'll go back to the good old days in a little bit, but you know this is a radio show for entrepreneurs, and so you have such a tremendous body of work with what you did with your company EnviroMedia. Now, you know, let's foreshadow a little bit. There's also this great thing where you've got a book coming out about a great thing that you were involved in that a Broadway play's been made of, and, and there's there's a, a lot going on in your world. But I'd like to start, if you don't mind, with EnviroMedia, because this is a company that you and your business partner, Valerie, built from scratch, right? And right. you did a lot of great things. Your name's slapped all over stuff at UT and all this. You've left a tremendous body of work there in the arena of, of socially conscious business, and, and you made money doing good things. So I'd love to start there if we could, and let's talk about the entrepreneurial seizure that you had early on to say, I'm going to start not just an ad agency, right, but an ad agency with a particular social bent. Right. Back in the, in the 90s, uh, I was working at the State Environmental Commission here in Texas, and I was sitting on the client side managing an advertising agency, and we were doing education campaigns about recycling and pollution prevention, and really wasn't happy with what I was seeing and thought, you know, I can do better than this. There was also a change in leadership, went from governor, working with Governor Richards to Governor Bush. They cut our budget by 90%. And so that didn't seem like a lot of career stability when something like that happens. My friend Valerie and I, we had long... Valerie Davis. Valerie Salinas Davis now. Um, she and I met each other at our first jobs at the Texas Exes uh, Alumni Association. And uh, back then we said, hey, we should start our own company one day, an ad agency. And uh, in fact, it was 10 years later we did. But at the time I um, said, you know, I I really want to focus on a real unique niche of just environmental communications and ultimately public health because they go hand in hand. And I'll never forget my mom said, who is going to pay you to do this? <laughs> and uh, it took her 15 years to finally say, like, okay, you were right. Uh, because we we had a great, and the company is still going strong, and it's doing well. And in fact, now we need EnviroMedia more than ever, I believe. Although I'm not a part of it, I am, I'm very proud of all the work we did. And so what this agency was, was an integrated marketing agency that we did, you know, graphic design and video production and websites and public relations and uh, a lot of outreach, experiential marketing, going into schools. One of our most popular clients was uh, we took over the Don't Mess With Texas campaign. Uh It's one of the most popular public service campaigns in the country. Uh We didn't invent it. GSD&M invented it. But after 
I think 12 or 15 years they it was too small for them and but for us we were a firm of four people perfect and, fit and uh, perfect but it was our, fit for you to, to to take a larger role on a bigger stage and also perfect fit for that idea to have to be stewarded by an organization like Enviromedia that that's their thing right and so that was why we ended up winning because we came all these other New York and D- uh, Dallas agencies we were competing against they came in with big new celebrity spokespeople ideas but we came in and we talked about the trash that was on the side of the road we brought some in to the pitch and uh, we still had the creativity and we knew how to do it, creativity but we said let's get real scientific and look at the problem let's look at the target Target audience who's doing this littering, so that really put us on the map. We had we were a company of four people, and then from there, we started getting other accounts and working for governments and corporations and nonprofits. And then when the other big thing, which is also entrepreneurial, was the the, the reason we started the company was to take an idea we had done here in Texas called Texas Recycles Day, and it was a public-private partnership aimed at increasing recycling in Texas. And it had a huge impact. Over the course of my time at the state of Texas, the recycling rate went from 14 to 29%. Mm-hmm. And so I went to a conference and said, hey, you know, we think that this could work in other states. Is anybody interested in doing a national America Recycles Day on, on November 15th? And I walked out of this conference in Pittsburgh with a two-inch stack of business cards. Mm-hmm. And so that was our first client, was like, okay, who's going to do it? And so um, I had to be the one to go out and raise the money to then pay ourselves to put this thing on. And so in the first year, we had 42 states and uh, pulled it all together. This is One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. Kevin Turf is our guest this morning. Kevin's new book, Channel of Peace, is out, and there's a Broadway play that's been made about the same material that you cover in the book, which is what happened to you when you were stranded in a plane when 9-11 happened. We're going to get to all that in a second, but you also made your mark in the advertising world, in the social enterprise world with your company, EnviroMedia. And I made the choice that when we define entrepreneur, when we started the show, it's really more for owner-operated businesses, right? But then I realized... Like what my buddy Jim Freeman is doing with Conviction Yoga, his program to bring yoga into Texas prisons, so much good you can do there. I realized, well, he's an entrepreneur, even though he's not going to get rich at it. You actually were able to to make a nice living and and do very, very well for not just you and your business partner, but I, I realized when we build things, right? When we build organizations, uh, it's the lives and dreams and the livelihoods of the families of everybody who's along for the ride with you. You just did really well with that. Talk to me about the balancing of let's go make some money, but let's also do good in the world. It was always a challenge to make sure that we wanted to stay true to helping people that were really authentic. And we didn't want to do greenwashing, helping a company to say that, hey, we're green, but but they really weren't. Because there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. And we, we ended up planting our flag for authenticity and and becoming advocates on the national level to crack down on companies that get away with it. And look at what's happened to Volkswagen. I mean, you know, they they uh, had this uh, cheating emission scandal. And at the same time, they were running ads talking about their, their mm-hmm. clean diesel cars. And so, but we were able to, by sticking to our niche and being selective, sometimes there were opportunities out there that we could have gone after mm-hmm. the Texas lottery account, for example. We, you know, we knew how state government worked and that would have been a really lucrative deal, but we said no. So mm-hmm. sometimes it was being choosy and taking some things 
been a good brand is willing to stand against things, right? Uh, that's right. Yeah. So to, to take a stand, and uh, that was enormously beneficial to everyone that worked there. That the one reason we had great talent is people wanted to work for a place where we were doing good. We were helping to save lives by preventing diseases and through education campaigns and reducing flu or helping kids to quit smoking. And then on the environmental side, our campaigns changed behaviors, whether it was littering or reducing water consumption through water conservation campaigns, media campaigns. Uh, and we're able to see statistics and numbers that we really make a difference. So when you get to do that and you get to make money, it's a real win-win. This is One Man Brand Radio on KLBJ. Kevin Turf is in with us this morning. He's one of the co-founders of Enviro Media. He's also got a new book out called Channel of Peace, which recounts his experiences being stranded in Newfoundland on 9-11. We're going to get to that when we pick up the show. One Man Brand Radio continues next here on News Radio KLBJ. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. And we're back. News Radio KLBJ here on One Man Brand Radio. I'm Ray Sagern. Thanks for being here this morning. The voice of the entrepreneur, Saturday mornings from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., shining the spotlight on entrepreneurial spirit here in Austin. And my guest this morning is Kevin Turf. He was one of the founders of Enviro Media, which became a very, very successful ad agency here in Austin, but worked around the world, really, in that arena of social enterprise. And you guys were social enterprise before it was a buzzword or where it was cool. You were yeah, one of the right. innovators we, in, in we, that arena, yeah, right? we were green before green was cool, we like yeah. to say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Before we dive into Channel of Peace and your whole adventure in Gander and how it's become a Broadway play, which is opening up now and all that, talk to me about uh, what it was like having a business partner your business partner, Valerie Salinas Davis, and then ultimately selling the company, your exit strategy. Talk to me about how you exited EnviroMedia and what that was about. Overall, it was a great experience working with Valerie. Valerie and I were friends since uh, our first jobs out of college, and uh, it was great to have somebody to balance things with. Yin and yang, our communication styles, you know, we really complemented each other. I might be I had more of a director style, and she was more of an analytical research style. So I might want to rush this into things, and she would ask some questions. And Chris Hyams is the president of Indeed.com, which mm-hmm. is a great site. I mean, yeah. changing the world. He was on the show a few weeks ago, and he said, every entrepreneur is either Mr. Spock or Don Quixote. And it's the rare entrepreneur who's both of them. It sounds like, for the way you're describing it, is that you were Mr. Spock and she was Don Quixote. <laughs> I, I never thought of it that way, but I'll, I'll, I'll think about that. Why don't, you, why don't you think on that a little bit? But anyway. We've done really great work. We've become a certified B Corporation, a benefit corporation, in just the last couple of years. And uh, then I turned 50 years old. And as a social entrepreneur, I started a radio station, an America Recycles Day, EnviroMedia. We also had another company called Green Canary Consulting. So I was looking for what's my next chapter. And so Turn of the Big Five O was what I decided to make the move. So and you that, sold that, your interest in the company to right. her and, and, uh, and you got a nice little uh, parachute. And now you've got the rest of your life to do the things you want to do. And now, in addition to consulting, and we can get back to that uh, if you want, but I want to talk about this book that you've written that is just hot off the presses as this is going to the air, right? Right. And it runs parallel with a play that's just hitting Broadway based upon what happened to you on 9-11 set the stage. 
Sure. Well, so now I have started a new consulting company, Kevin Turf Consulting, and the first project for that company was to self-publish book. And so that's been a whole another venture of just learning what it's like to be an author and how to self-publish. So, but uh, Channel of Peace, Stranded in Gander on 9-11 is the story of when my life partner at the time, he and I were coming back from Paris to Austin on 9-11. Our plane was about two hours from landing in New York when the attacks began. Airspace was closed over the United States. We, there was not enough fuel for us to turn around and go back to France. So all planes were told land at the nearest airport. Well, for that us, that was to turn north. I was sitting on the plane, and uh, I looked up at the GPS map on the TV, and it looked like we were flying to the North Pole. It was crazy. Uh-huh. And didn't know idea where we were going. And then the t- captain came on and in French... And then in English said, "So you didn't. So you noticed this before. Um, you noticed this before uh, the announcement was made, right? You didn't know that the attacks had happened yet. No, no. And then uh, so only after we're traveling north, um, wondering what's going on, the captain says, due to a terrorist attack in the United States, we'll be landing in Gander, Newfoundland. So, and I'm bringing the map up as we're talking about this because I'm, I've got the image of that airplane back of the seat map going on." And I'm drawing the line here from France to New York. Okay, right. I Roughly can do that. West, yeah. And then I see where Newfoundland is. It's nothing but blue, and now you're headed north. I, I at the time didn't know where Newfoundland was. I, mm-hmm. in fact, what's funny was when I talked to my parents the first time at, after being stuck on an airplane for more than twelve hours. I said. You know, I'm in Iceland, and, and they said, "No, you're not. We we, we're, we tracked you. You're in Newfoundland. You're in Canada. Uh-huh. So Newfoundland is a, a island province in northeast of Canada, but it was a spectacular place to land. In the book, I talk about when we couldn't get back. Everyone just wanted to get home on 9/11 airspace was closed and so like we asked the question you know what was what would it take to get home like well you know it's an eight-hour bus ride to the west coast of newfoundland and then you got to get on a ferry it's nine hours oh by the way there's a hurricane out there in the atlantic right Right. now (laughs) and then maybe if then you get a train and then so it would have been like a two-day trek of the unknown just to get to the canadian main border right right, and then what and then how you get from there to austin sure and I had my employees back at, uh, here in Austin that they had a war room assembled trying to, how do we get Kevin home? I love it. And uh, so two guys actually volunteered to drive all the way to Maine to pick me up. Wow. Uh, you know, ultimately what happened was, you know, not what I expected. We, after they opened airspace after four days and we thought we were going to New York, the airline lied to us. And in fact, we got sent back to Paris. I want to know what it was like in the plane. You're flying north. You hear there's a terrorist attack. Can you go back? And what, what was going through your mind then? Sure. Well, first of all, first of all, we'd been drinking. Let's just start there. <laughs> okay, good. There were some... Appreciate the honesty. Gray Goose and vodka and, and that was flowing and uh, it was a nice flight and... And, you know, we really thought, did we hear that right? Did he say terrorism? And so the pilot said in French, switched over and said terrorist activity in English. Mm -hmm. But then finally we landed and then there was really nothing. We had no information to go on. Mm -hmm. No one had cell phones at the time. There was no announcement for several hours. So we just sat there wondering what was going on. And then all of a sudden more planes. We were the second of 38 planes. That's. I need to summarize this story of why this was so unique. It's a town the size of about Bastrop. Normally on a day, you know, back in 2001, they might have had 
three or four or five very small planes, commercial planes, but they had a large runway. So we were the second of 38 planes to land. So I keep seeing these, you know, here's planes from France and from Africa and from all different parts that are landing there. And then next thing you know, I see there's a, a RCMP, Royal Canadian Mounted Police, with a rifle standing at the wheel of the next plane. And there's one at every plane. And there, no one is getting off the planes. Mm-hmm. We were sent to a uh, community college, and, got, and we were fortunate in that way because some people were sent to churches, and they had to sleep on a church pew and sleep on the floor and, or a Salvation Army camp. There were no showers at the college. They had all these other things, but no showers. And we were wearing the same clothes. And so we we said, hey, look, we got to get a change of underwear and some socks. And, you know, where, where can we go? Oh, we got a Walmart. You got a Walmart here in the middle of this tiny town? <laughs> and so we said, well, how far away? Well, oh, it's about, you know, three miles. Like, fine. It was a beautiful day. It was sunny and warm. And so we decided to set out on foot. And... Um, Within 50 yards, a car pulls up and rolls down the window. Hey, where are you going? And they're great little sort of Irish Newfoundland accents. Newfies. Love the Newfies. And uh, they're like, well, we need to go to the Walmart. Well, hop in. And so we get in, and they drive us there, and, you know, they refuse to take any money. And so I I tell people it was like like Uber before it was invented, you know, on-demand transportation. Mm -hmm. But they did it for free just because they needed to help. And then same thing when we— we went in the store, and there's like a fight in the men's underwear aisle to get the last tidy whities You know, these these older men that were staring at these bikini briefs, and they were they were kind of freaking out that they were going to have to buy that. <laughs> but everybody needed a change of underwear, and so the place was packed. And then when we left, we were going to walk home again, and another car stops and picks us up and takes us where we want to go. And so it was just like that kind of mentality, like wow. Mm-hmm. This is One Man Brand Radio here on News Radio, KLBJ. Kevin Turf is our guest this morning. So, Kevin, finally you get on a plane, but then that's a whole adventure under, unto itself. You're not going from Newfoundland to the U.S. Turns out you got to go all the way back to France. Right. That had to be a bit deflating. It was very deflating. And so my parents, my office, they took a vote. Do not get on that plane if it's going back to Paris. We'll figure out a way to get you. And at the time, you didn't know. Are we going to – is there going to be – additional attacks or there additional bomb threats on planes i've got a company that i need to run i've got clients to see in austin if i go to paris how long are you going to be there you know some people like, oh wow going to paris poor you but no i wanted to be home you just and been so, in paris right? yeah <laughs> and so we got sent back to, to paris air france wanted their plane back there was literally no food at the restaurant and the hotel. And the title of the book, Channel of Peace, comes from the song that was going through my head when I went back. I'm Catholic. I went to a, a mass at Notre Dame while we were in Paris after this was happening. And they were doing a mass praying for the people of America on 9-11. And it was really, even though I couldn't speak French, I, I knew what was going on. And so this song, Make Me a Channel of Your Peace, uh, the prayer of St. Francis, was just going through my head. And so that song ends up in a Broadway musical, ironically, and there's a guy who plays me singing it, which is just crazy. Sure. So we got to Paris, and we said, well, we don't want to go to New York, really. We want to stay away from there because we knew it would be more chaos and delays. So we got switched to a Continental Airlines. Continental had sent another plane to, to rush it to Paris to get the backlog cleared and so we got a we were on standby for a plane from Paris to Houston and then Houston to Austin get me to Texas get me to Texas <laughs> amen and um, but 
they said, don't even bother coming back to the airport for two days. We're too busy. So like, wow. what? So we, we, you know, we were stuck in this horrible hotel near the airport. We knew we needed to stay nearby. And then on the day where we went back to the airport, there were thousands and thousands of people waiting in line. And I admit, I cut in line. I had I had, had enough. I, I, like these people had been, were there waiting to leave that day. And I finally had to tell people, someone like, hey, are you cutting in line? You know what? I, I started here. Five days ago, and I had left, tried to leave here five days ago, and so they gave me some compassion and let me cut in front. I appreciated the honesty reading that in the book because having known you for about 30 years now, just like the gentlest, most generous guy that you'll come across, but you were at your breaking point. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But we finally got home. It took us seven days. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Let's talk about this Broadway play. Let's talk about the enduring lessons. And there are lessons. There are lessons. You've been a refugee. You've been a refugee in another country, displaced, That's right. uh, disenfranchised, That's right. uh, a certain degree of powerlessness about that, and, and that's very much of the moment. But we'll get there. When One Man Brand Radio continues, our guest is Kevin Turf this morning, and we'll continue next on News Radio KLBJ. You're listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sager on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. This is One Man Brand Radio with entrepreneur Kevin Turf. His book is Channel of Peace. His company was EnviroMedia. Now he's a free agent. Stranded in Gander on 9-11, Kevin was sharing with us the story of how he was he was on one of the planes coming back from Europe on 9-11, ended up in Gander, Newfoundland, along with the passengers of 38 other planes. And then just the whole process of getting everybody headed back where they were quite the adventure. Uh, you really carried the lesson from that. And you filtered it through the film Pay It Forward, right? I you, did. you really did take some ownership on. You learned a lesson there and you turned it into action. That, that itself, it, learning the lesson, there's a knowing doing gap in the world. A lot of people have the aha moment and don't do anything about it, but you really did. I appreciate that. You know, what happened was it was uh, time for the first anniversary of 9 11. And uh, my own thoughts went back to there in Gander, thousands of miles away. Some people I knew, I kept in touch with some of the other passengers, and they were going to fly back and thank the people. But it was so expensive and took so much time. There are no direct flights into Gander, really. And so there aren't even direct flights into Newfoundland. (laughs) Right. I mean, right. And uh, no, there are, even now. And so I could have flown to Paris and back easier and cheaper. And so I thought, well, what else can I do? And so I had remembered seeing the the movie Pay It Forward by Catherine Ryan Hyde, and, uh, which is about a fictional story of a boy who starts a movement where, like, if you do three good deeds for strangers and you ask them to keep it going and do doing it again. And uh, that really resonated to me. And so I went to some of my colleagues and I said, Hey, what do you think if what if we close down the office in the morning on 9-11 and I'll help out by getting some cash and dividing staff up into teams of two, give them each a hundred dollars bill. They have to go out and do at least three good deeds for strangers and tell them the story of what happened on 9-11 and also say, hey, remember, we said never forget. Let's honor those lives of the people that were lost and the, the people who volunteered in New York and Washington. So everybody was on board. They were excited. 
wasn't sure it would work, but it really was a powerful moment. People came back and they all told the stories and man, we had to get the boxes of Kleenex out because people were really amazed at what a small little thing, like some you buy someone a cup of coffee that wasn't expecting it, you buy a bus pass. Interesting, the buy the cup of coffee thing is a whole thing at Starbucks That's now. right. It's a whole phenomenon there. Right. Now. A lot now. of people, yeah. Just on that idea, there was, uh, written in the book, I talk about how I was a part of Leadership Austin. The executive director, I guess I was on the board, and she called me. She goes, you won't, this was seven months after our, the second or third time we had done our pay it forward effort on the anniversary. We did it every year for 15 years. And she says, you'll never guess what happened. This was like in March. She says, I went out to have a coffee with somebody, and I'd never met them before, and I was going to pay for my coffee. And she hands me this gift card, and she goes, oh, here, uh, this is part of some pay-it-forward thing. And so I'm supposed to buy your coffee, and then you can carry it on. And so it was just amazing because obviously someone probably put 50 bucks on the card, and it had it would have clearly run out, mm-hmm. you know, after a couple of times, but people kept adding money to the card and kept it going. Wow. And so that's very cool to hear stories like that. And then there are other people that not related to what we were doing, but they've, you hear stories about people going through the drive through and like buying, I'm going to buy for the person behind me and they give a little extra money. And then so there was a story in Florida where 300 people, you know, got a free drink and then paid for the person behind them. So the great thing about it when you do this, and I encourage everybody, you don't even have to do it on 9-11, you could do it any day, is that the feeling of the giver, you get so much more out of it than probably the person who receives the gift. Absolutely. And that is in, in the song, for it is in giving that we receive. And so... It became our employees. It was their favorite event of the year was to do Pay It Forward 9-11. This is One Man Brand Radio with entrepreneur Kevin Turf. His book is Channel of Peace. His company was EnviroMedia. Now he's a free agent. I want to talk to you now about what it's like to find out that there's going to be a character in a real play named Kevin based on you. It's insane. So what happened was after it was time for the 10th anniversary of 9-11, and I felt like it was time for me to go back and time to say thank you in person, not just, and I had kept in touch. One of the cool stories I write about in the book is how while all of our passengers were assembled in the cafeteria and the pilot comes and tells us the story like, hey, well, we're not sure when we're leaving, and but we were really grateful to these people who host us here. And everybody applauded. And there were two teenagers that got this cardboard box and they took a black magic marker and wrote scholarship fund on it. They started walking around collecting cash like you would at a church. And man, if they didn't collect thousands of dollars in multiple different currencies and that scholarship, which I contributed to over the years, that lasted 13, 14 years. They're students that were voted on, they're people by their peers, uh, people that had helped others. And so that was such a cool story. So anyway, on the 10th anniversary, I went back and working with the Pay It Forward Foundation, we said, let's use this anniversary and see if we can't inspire 10,000 good deeds for the 10th anniversary of 9-11. And so we had this event at the college where it was our refugee shelter, and it was packed with students and a lot of reporters, and I kept getting interviewed over and over. And then this couple comes out to me and they say, hey, we got a grant from the Canadian government to write a musical about what happened here in 2001. Right place, right time. Yeah, right place, right time. I interviewed with them a little bit then, and then subsequently over several months did several Skype interviews, 
all of a sudden, a few years later, they called me and say, hey, we're producing the show at Sheridan College in Toronto. It's the number one musical theater school in Canada. And so, of course, I got to go. There's going to be a guy named Kevin in the show. And so I got to. Are we talking about like local repertory theater here? Uh, what, what scale of production are we talking about the first time you see yourself on stage? Yeah, I would say that's a good analogy. It's I mean, they're, they're college students. It wasn't a big set or anything. But is it but in Gander? No, it was in Toronto. In Toronto. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oakville, just outside of Toronto. And the reason why I wanted clarity on that was because you're thinking about the level of actors you're pulling from in, in Gander, but it's in Toronto. Okay. Right. That makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, what was fun was they didn't tell the students that I was coming. And Mm -hmm. so, but then at the end of the show, first of all, I see the show and I'm in tears the whole time. 2012, 13? I think 2013. 13, okay. All right. So you'd gone back to Gander in 2011. Right. These theater types are in Gander. They're interviewing people. Right. Two years later, 2013, you're in Toronto seeing yourself on stage. That's right. And tears, I'm laughing and crying. It is so accurate for how they portray what happened there. And so at the end of the show, the producer gets up and says, ladies and gentlemen, we have one of the actual characters in the show. And so they invite me to come down and I could hardly talk. I was get choked up. But I said, it was really like that. It was really because people, they laugh and they cry through the whole thing. So I thought that was the end of it. But they had other plans, and they kept going on their way, and they got a Broadway, pr- production Broadway company. had other plans, right, too. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so without going off on that tangent, talk to me about how it goes from, from the debut performance in, I don't know much about the theater world, but I know that not everybody gets to be an astronaut when they grow up, and certainly Broadway's very competitive, but this play, which has a character named Kevin, based on Kevin Turf, our guest on One Man Brand Radio, how does, uh, how does that little play go from one performance in Toronto to now a big opening on Broadway. Well, they uh, it was so well received. There at there was sort of a, a conference. I learned about, a lot about theater myself, where they sort of auditioned these shows for all the regional theaters across the country, and there was a rush to get to these writers to buy that script. And it was a combination of Seattle and San Diego, the La Jolla Playhouse, who has sent a couple dozen shows from there been sort of a feeder to Broadway. So the La Jolla Playhouse and the Seattle Rep Theater, they said, let's pool our resources, we'll do this. And then they had the same actors, so it was really smart, saving some money. So they put on the show first in San Diego. That's where I was really blown away because it really amped up professional characters and sets and everything. And there's a guy that plays me. His name is Chad Kimball. He is a Tony-nominated American theater actor. So he's better looking. He's more talented. You know, like, <laughs> who, who all gets that? You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Who do you want to play you in the movie about you? Well, I know. Turns, well, turns out it worked out pretty good for you. This is One Man Brain Radio here on News Radio KLBJ. We're here with Kevin Turf today. He's one of the co-founders of EnviroMedia and a terrific legacy here in Austin. You know, Kevin, as I go back to our history that goes all the way back to Student Radio Task Force, University of Texas. Here's Kevin Turf working hard to bring good into the world. And then through your company, at some point, I would like to know what you think your legacy is with EnviroMedia and with all of this. You know, maybe we'll get there before the show's over. But with EnviroMedia, I see your name all over stuff down at UT. There's a there's a part of the communication complex that, that you and your business partner there have sponsored. You Just one of the good guys bringing good into the world. And somebody once told me everybody's trying to make a name or make money, or make the world a better place. And it seems like you've been able to kind of do all three of them in parallel without ever having to 
sort of sacrifice or prostitute one to the other. I, I, pre- I appreciate that. I really, I really do. Um, I think the lesson is, is that it can be done. I firmly believe that. And I think you see companies out there and, you know, if I were to give advice to new entrepreneurs, it would be to always be looking for opportunities where you can give back and you can be involved in the community and you can be engaged. We did their Pay It Forward event. It made such a difference to our employees. It made them want to work there even more, work harder Mm -hmm. because of what they were doing, these simple little things and these really small contributions of what was coming out of my pocket and with Valerie's pocket making these contributions. But I think that that it's what creates your culture and having a great culture. You know, we had these core values at EnviroMedia. It was called F-A-T-C-A-T, Fat Cat, Fun, Accountability, Teamwork, Creativity, Accuracy, and Trust. Those were like the six brand pillars for EnviroMedia. Right. And they were developed by, by the initial first employees. And so... That was what we stuck to, and they still do today. And Fat Cat uh, fat stands cat. for? Fun, accountability, teamwork, creativity, accuracy, and trust. All right, sit tight. We'll be back to wrap up the show with Kevin Turf when One Man Brand Radio continues here on News Radio KLBJ. Listening to One Man Brand Radio with Ray Sagern on News Radio KLBJ. Now, here's Ray. We're back. One Man Brand Radio here on KLBJ. I'm Ray Sagern. Thanks for being here. My guest this morning, great show this morning has been my old buddy Kevin Turf, whose new book is Channel of Peace. It recounts his adventures on 9 11 and the days thereafter. It also parallels the story of a Broadway play that is opening up right about now. It's been on uh, on Broadway for, for a minute now. And uh, Kevin, the uh, real person, is Kevin, a character on a stage on Broadway. Right it's now, crazy. but we're gonna we're gonna wrap things up, Kevin. And before we wrap things up, and I want to talk to you about the action items at the end of your book, Channel of Peace. But before you do that, I just want to say it's been great catching up with you. You know, we go back to 1987, where here's this crazy guy named Kevin Turf, and he's put together the Student Radio Task Force. And I'm a guy who's interested in radio. I'm actually an employee at KUT, making 4.44 an hour at the NPR affiliate, wow. editing tape with razor blades. When Ken McKenzie says, "Man, you should check out the Student Radio Task Force. They're built," you know, and I'm one of the first DJs on this station. But here again. Again, you're changing the world, and I got to tell you, I don't want to make too big a deal or too little a deal out of it, but as I reflect on what's been a pretty good career in broadcasting, uh, I can point to guys who who were game changers along the way, and you were right there at the beginning, man. And so wow, I'm, thank you. I'm, 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 I'm not- very grateful for... You led by example, even when you were just, you know, uh, just a young college kid. kid. Well, you know what I tell people? uh, So I had an advertising public relations business. I never took advertising or public relations. I was a speech communication major. I got my experience that helped my career by running that student radio task force. We had 300 people that were volunteers that I I had to lead. I had to learn about leadership skills and marketing and fundraising and Mm -hmm. finance. So I'm a big believer in hands-on experience, especially for college students. Whenever I talk and mentor them, like, get involved in an organization and learn how to interact because otherwise we've seen a lot of kids come out, especially with millennials, hate to be beaten (laughs) on the drum, but you know, people that they don't get it and they, you know, they have their expectations are 
are out of control. And so the lesson I think today, Kevin, is it is okay to put the needs of others first. It's okay to be the good guy. Back to that idea of are you in it to make money? Are you in it to make a name for yourself and be famous? Or are you in it to make the world a better place? And you can do all three simultaneously. You are living proof. Well, the um, I appreciate that. I'm really not that special. I think that, you know, my parents raised me right. But I think it's, you know, this going back to the, the basics, the golden rule. How do you want to be treated? Doing to others as you want to be treated. So that when you work with your employees, when you work with the customers, you know, We've seemed to have lost our way a little bit with that. And I think that businesses in particular, business leaders, I mean, I know I know how hard it is and how many hours you spend on just trying to get through the day and fix all the little minor problems. But I think that for me, it was important. We did regular continuing education and we had we brought in outside speakers to help train our staff on the issues of the day. And they really liked that. They appreciated learning from experts in environment and health. And I think that if you can do that and bring people in to just help people learn outside of what their little box, what their normal job is, that they become a better person. We all learn and uh, we all improve ourselves through education. You end Channel of Peace, the book that recounts your adventures in Newfoundland uh, on 9-11 and the days thereafter, and of course the lingering relationships you have with the people. That's one of the best parts of the book, And but it ends with uh, action items for paying it forward. Pick a couple of those, and if you can pick a couple that, that we can tie to business organizations or leadership or uh, social enterprise, uh, all the better, but not necessarily. Uh, just pick a couple of your favorite uh, action items. Let's have a call to action as we wrap up the show this morning. Well, I think uh, one simple thing would be anybody who is an entrepreneur would be join us, mark the calendar for next September 11th, and join us. We're going to keep doing this again, even though I'm not with EnviroMedia. What's cool is the cast of Come From Away, they picked this up. They participated. The producer gave handed out $100 bills to them in Washington, D.C. last year. They went out, and it had the same reaction that it had the first time I did this at EnviroMedia. It was really profound. And what they really picked up on was the human interaction and like, wow, nobody looks at each other in the eyes anymore. We're all stuck looking at our telephones. And so I think uh, all of the, the tips that I provide are things that you could do, you know, from... So check this out. We've got a show lined up for September 9th. Saturday, September 9th will be the Saturday that our show is on two days before Monday, September 11th. I hope you'll come back Kevin and uh, let's be in the moment. Let's let's mobilize five months from now. Let's mobilize people to to keep this going. I mean, I I think let's be so so. I hope you'll come back. Let's be in the moment seven months from now, and uh, we'll do that. Pick one more, and we'll get you out of here on that. One more thing that leaders, dreamers, entrepreneurs, CEOs, managers of all types, anybody who wants to become their own boss. Give me one more action item from from the tail end of channel, and there's and there's several. There there's a, a nice laundry list of of good things that uh, of thought starters for people to go to. But give me one more. Well, there, this is one is just my my favorite story, which is um, that um, you know we did pay it forward. Was uh, uh, the idea was to do these random good deeds? You do them anonymously. It's not we weren't doing them to to make a name for Enviro Media. 
but somehow the word got out. Someone had forwarded my email to the Austin American Statesman in 2003. They wrote a story. It made the front page of the paper. And all of a sudden, I get a voicemail from a stranger. And this guy says, hello, my name is Vincent. You don't know me. But I read. Uh, it's 3 o'clock, and I read this, the paper, and it says... Someone might change your life today. And he said, and his voice got choked up and he said, and it happened to me. He said, one of your employees, I had a flat tire this morning and it was the worst day of my week. I was so angry and I went over to Leal's tire shop in East Austin and one of your employees paid to have my tire fixed. And he said, that changed my life. And I thought, what? That was only $7. $7 changed your life, somebody doing that? So, like, if we can do more of that, we can we can do bigger things. As I'm looking at your website here, uh, the, the graphic is a, is a drop of water, and it's the, uh, it's, it's the effect, ripple, ripple effect, the ripple effect emanating outward. And, and that's, the, that's the last lingering image of this, is that through our small actions, we can have a much, much bigger impact uh, that can can carry on and to use your term pay it forward that's right channel that website is channelofpeacebook.com by the way where you can order a copy of the book well done sir (laughs) (laughs) this ain't my first time on the rodeo (laughs) kevin turf our guest this morning here on one man brand radio kevin thanks for being here Ray, great good to see you Special thanks to all, everybody behind the scenes who, who comes together to bring the radio show uh, to the airwaves every week. Talking about my producers, Deanna Vaughn and Monica Ballard and Carol Carnes. Our technical director is Sweet Jack Anderson. I'm Ray Seger and your host. Thanks for being here. And we'll catch you back here next Saturday morning for another edition of One Man Brand Radio from News Radio KLBJ. KLBJ.